New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to our daily podcast. I'm Ray Moss. I'm one of the pastors here at New Vision. Uh, Thanks for taking a few minutes of your day to walk through uh, Exodus with us. Uh, We're reading through the entire book and, and trying to touch on some important points along the way. Yesterday, we read from the first 15 verses or 14 uh, on this chapter. We highlighted that it was really impatience that drove them to create this golden calf. And I think it's a really important point there. And uh, they just didn't want to wait on God's provision. So that's what we saw in the first part. And so let's pick up on uh, verse 15. We'll read the rest of the chapter and then uh, go back and kind of talk about a a couple of things. Verse 15, chapter 32, Moses turned and went down the mountain with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. The tablets were the work of God. The writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. Now, when Joshua heard the noise of the people shouting, he said to Moses, there is the sound of war in the camp. Moses replied, it's not the sound of victory. It's not the sound of defeat. It's the sound of singing that I hear. When Moses approached the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, his anger burned and he threw the tablets out of his hand, breaking them to pieces at the foot of the mountain. And he took the calf that people had made and burned it in the fire. Then he ground it to powder, scattered it on the water, and made the Israelites drink it. He said to Aaron, What did these people do to you that you led them into such great sin? Do not be angry, my Lord, Aaron answered. You know how prone these people are to evil. They said to me, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. So I told them, whoever has any gold jewelry, take it off. Then they gave me the gold and I threw it into the fire and out came this calf. Moses said that the people were running wild and that Aaron had led them to get out of control, and so became a laughingstock to their enemies. So he stood at the entrance to the camp and said, Whoever is for the Lord, come to me. And all the Levites rallied to him. Then he said to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Each man strap a sword to his side, go back and forth to the camp from one end to the other, each killing his brother and friend and neighbor. The Levites did as Moses commanded, and that day about 3,000 of the people died. Then Moses said, You have been set apart to the Lord today, for you are against your own sons and brothers, and he has blessed you this day. The next day, Moses said to the people, you have committed a great sin, but now I will go up to the Lord, and perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. So Moses went back to the Lord and said, oh, what a great sin these people have committed. They have made themselves gods of gold, but now please forgive their sin. But if not, then blot me out of the book you have written. The Lord replied to Moses, whoever has sinned against me, I'll blot out of my book. Now go lead the people to the place I spoke of, and my angel will go before you. However, when the time comes for me to punish, I will punish them for their sin. And the Lord struck the people with a plague because of of what they did with the calf Aaron had made. You know, there really was too many good nuggets in yesterday's reading, so I I do want to back up just a little bit uh, on some passages of yesterday. 
Uh, you know, on a humorous side, this, uh, this chapter has a few remarks, at least to us in our modern ears, seems funny. The first one we mentioned yesterday, and, and again, we see it in the passage today, uh, when the Israelites called Moses, that fellow Moses. Uh, again, more likely trying to downgrade his position as the mediator between them and God. And we see God himself use the same language in verse 7. The Lord spoke to Moses, go down at once for your people who brought you up uh, from the land of Egypt have acted corruptly. And so they're kind of playing this game back and forth about who these people are, who they belong to. Now, this chapter can create a lot of confusion with our finite human minds in really trying to understand the sovereignty of God. So right after saying this to Moses, the scripture says God wanted to be left alone so his anger could burn against these people and destroy them. This is obviously outside of God's perfect will. He's angry, it's a righteous anger, and is willing to destroy the very people he's called out of Egypt. But Moses sought God's favor. He appeals to him, and it's really interesting that Moses will only use God's word and promises in this appeal. This is, a, this is bold stuff on Moses' part. A God who speaks out of a burning bush, he parts the Red Sea, all the plagues, uh, all the provisions, and so he is seeking God's favor, and he'll use God's word to do that. Bold move on Moses. But here's the three appeals he makes. Appeal number one, in my paraphrase, God, I heard you say that these were my people, but they are your people, the people you brought out of Egypt with great power. And the second appeal, your God and your people will be a mockery to the Egyptians because you took us out of Egypt only to kill us in the mountains. This is kind of what they'll say. He says, your name and character will be in question. And then the last appeal, he says, he says, remember, God, we're the people you have chosen. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. You swore to them by yourself and declared, I'll make you a great nation, multiply you, give you a rich land that will inherit it forever. You know, Moses is not pulling any punches here. He's not, he's not being stubborn, but simply appealing to God not to destroy all these people. And this is Moses' faith, maybe at its best, because he's, he's really standing on God's promises and trusting his faithfulness. Now, here's where it gets even more interesting in speaking about the sovereignty of God. Uh, verse 14, and I know I'm backing up to verses from last week, I mean, uh, yesterday. Then God relented concerning the disaster he had said he would bring on his people. Now, some translations will say God repented you know, both these words mean a change of mind. In the New Testament, we see it associated with sin. I repented of my sin. In other words, I changed my mind about my sin, resulting in a change of direction. Here it simply means God changed his mind about destroying all the people. Although we do see where Moses asked the Levites to kill 3,000, and God said some would be written out of his book, but certainly not destroying the entire camp. God's grace and God's justice all in one chapter. So very clearly, uh, we see that Moses, the mediator, has changed the mind of God not to destroy all the people. Now, Moses is not the Christ, our Savior, but he is a picture of Christ who is the mediator between us and our Creator God, the mediator promised in Genesis that will crush the serpent's head. So we're seeing a picture of what is to come. Our sinful hearts separates us from our Father, and the result is death. But Christ, our ultimate mediator, the perfect Son of God, not only paid the penalty that was meant for us, 
but he lives in us with his spirit. He gives us life and life abundantly. There's a lot about the sovereignty of God we may never totally understand, but we can say that God is certainly sovereign in his ultimate purpose. Nothing we can do to stop him from achieving his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Even in our disobedience as the Israelites, he will achieve his purpose. And like Moses, we too can stand on the promises of God. He is faithful. My prayer for each of us today uh, is that we can, re- we can just clearly proclaim that Christ is our mediator to bring us back to a creator God. Thanks again for listening today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.